0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. I'm Coach Andrew with Coach Danielle, and then we have a special member guest today. We got Colton Partlow, uh, one of the staples at, what are you doing, 7 a.m. right now? 7 and 7 8 a.m.?
1: 7 a.m. Yeah.
0: 7 10 a.m. FTX. Um, he's been with us for, I think, about three years as well, right?
1: Uh, just about, yep. Uh, February will be three years.
0: Yeah, and uh, your wife goes here, your daughter goes here now. Daughter, kids. Yeah. So. You got it all. All here. (laughs) So um, we want to bring Colton on uh, mainly to talk about the nutrition side. It's something that you've spent a lot of time on. And so often we're talking about weight loss and you have a little bit of weight loss in your journey, but I think more of your journey has been centered around muscle gain more than weight loss. And I think it's something that we don't talk about enough for the people that do want to gain muscle, how to do that effectively um, but I wanted to kick it off. I wanted to talk a little bit about your why, because you had talked to us just before we started here about how that's a driving factor for you. So what what is your why, and how did that fit into you starting here?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, good question. My why is, is my family history, really. Um, my dad passed away uh, in 2012 uh, at 71 years old from heart issues, um, cholesterol issues. My grandfather, um, same thing, young 70s, heart issues, overweight, cholesterol issues. Um, I just didn't want to f- uh, follow the family trend. Um, unfortunately, my brother passed away from a snowmobile accident right uh, just a few weeks before my dad died, so in the month of March 2012, we buried both of them, and it was just kind of like a eye-opening experience, you know, I'm the like, last guy in the family. Um, standing and watching my grandfather and my dad uh, be gone from, you know, heart issues and, and cholesterol issues, so I started to get, you know, interested. And I, I did a life insurance test. I came back uh, with having to pay extra premiums because my cholesterol was too high, and I thought, okay, um, you know, I just don't want to follow the family trend, so I started in my young 30s, I started looking at, you know, seeing heart uh, doctors seeing, getting blood tests you know getting baselines figuring that out um, I started seeing some doctors that wanted to put me on um, statins you know mm-hmm. in my young 30s I thought that was you know I didn't I thought that was a bit much I didn't want to be you know um, confined to taking prescription drugs for the rest of my life if there's something that I could do about it myself yeah. so um, you know I asked for some time I wanted to work on my weight, my food choices, my nutrition. And I got better. Um, I'd get better. Uh, and then I would seem like, you know, like, like most people, I'd like kind of roller coaster. I'd get better and then I'd get a little bit worse. And then I'd get another blood test and I'd get better. Um, and then I'd put some more weight back on and maybe get worse. And I, I just realized over time that, you know, it, it, it was the food, but it was also my weight. When my weight was down, is usually when my blood uh, panels got a lot better. Um, so I, I mostly worked out at home for years, I did P90X, home workouts. Um, Vicki, uh, my wife, came here um, a few years ago. She said she loved it, convinced me to come in, and I have, and I haven't looked back since. It's been great. And, um, you know, the biggest thing is probably down, I, I have been focused on weight a lot in the past, um, and now I'm not so much. But I am probably down over 20, 25 pounds since I started um, coming here. And um, that's had the biggest effect on you know my cholesterol, and my overall health.
0: Um, Where was your weight when you, in 2012? 2012,
1: I was always, I mean, my when I was kind of into it and doing well, I'd be 215, 220. I mean, I'm also 6'3", almost 6'4". 215, 220, when I was kind of a little more out of control, it could get up to the 230s. Mm -hmm. Uh, 230s would be really bad, 215, my blood would be, like my LDL would be around 130 or so, which is above optimal. You know, you want to be about 100 or less. Um, And that's really the best I could get it. I tried to take some over-the-counter drugs like niacin, red yeast rice, some things that would naturally help your LDL, Um, to get a little bit better. But it wasn't until I got my weight below 200 that I got below 100 and got into the optimal range. That was yeah. the big thing for me. Sorry.
2: Sorry, How far into your fitness journey and nutrition journey was that when you, had, when you were able to stop taking those over-the-counters?
1: That was awesome when that happened. So I, I did beach fit for about six months, um, got my weight down oh i think we saw it It was about 201 you said you thought you
0: started about 225 but that you didn't have a test then to really prove that but then your first in body was about 201 and that was about eight months in i believe in november of 2018. yeah
1: big regret not doing a scan first when i started Um, i don't know where my body fat was probably in the low to mid 20s my weight um, was probably closer to 230 um, yeah, and about eight months in, when we did my first scan, I was down to 201, 202. My body fat was just 17 under and a half. 17 and a half, um, and that got me pretty close. That got me pretty dialed in, um, but my, my nutrition wasn't quite there yet, and that's when I started with Danielle was the end of 2018.
0: Was it just workouts until that point? Or did you feel like you had made some nutrition, some lifestyle changes, too?
1: Um, definitely made some changes, but I wasn't there with nutrition. I mean, I, just, I never grew up in a household or in an education school or anything really learning much about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of one of those things, I guess, I just was kind of oblivious to most of my life. I didn't really know much about it. Um, and what I didn't, what didn't you know if
0: you is. look back? Like, was it just like not knowing about macros, not even knowing like what's healthy and what's not? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, the amount of calories in, calories out, the amount of food you eat, the numbers, the macros, the protein for for you know muscle synthesis, the the fuel and what you're using for fuel, the mm-hmm. carbs or some people the fats, like so many things I just had no idea about, and now you know. Even things down to nutrient timing and where I take things, it's just a whole whole new world's opened up.
2: I feel like boat days were really hard too for you when you started.
1: Boat days were tough. Yeah, Yeah.
2: trying to figure that out.
1: (laughs) Boat days were tough for a variety of reasons because, you know, you're out in the Bahamas around a boat for a day or days at a time. So you're packing different. You're not at home. You're not in your kitchen. I'm around friends that are... Probably drinking excessively, and you know, and not on the same diet kind of regimen that I am. So boat days were always tough, um, and then you get really dehydrated out there if you're not careful. So boat days, we we used to joke about that a lot.
0: What what like, allowed you to? Did you stop doing as many, or did you just have a better plan when you did do them? I just got
1: better, you know. Like Danielle got me on things like Fuel for Fires and Perfect Bars and healthy things that are easy to grab and take with you. And, um, you know, uh, and just meal prep, you know, I never did that before. And um, I don't as much now, but I did for the first year. It was always about, I mean, when you're trying to figure it out, there's a lot more work to do on the front end. So weighing things and, and doing your meal prep and making sure you're not overeating was huge at first. Now, or maybe the past year, since I have it more dialed in, I'm a little bit more flexible with it, Um, but it took a while to kind of get those habits down. But finding healthy snacks and healthy things to bring, um, you know, out on the boat or just when I'm traveling in general. It's not just the boat. I mean, it can be traveling, vacations, anything. Those are the places where you derail. Mm -hmm. Um, Finding those little secrets and little things that you can, you know, easily just take with your pack have been huge for me. Instead of just eating out or having fast food or doing what's quick and easy, um, you know, trying to stay, stay disciplined. And it's not like I don't like eating them. You know, I like those healthy choices. You know, mm-hmm. they're good. I like them. I enjoy having them. So it's not hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the eye-opening moments is like, wow, this actually doesn't have to taste bad yeah. to be good for me. Yeah. You learn yeah. those things and, and it sounds like also you've gotten a lot more in tune with your body over time. What works for you, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, you were talking about when you started nutrition coaching, you started to go into that. What were some of the big lessons learned or what was the shift for you with the nutrition coaching?
1: Um, like just understanding things like, you know, my numbers and my macros and, and where they are or why they should be there. My calories, um, understanding, you know, like, ranges on my maintenance and understanding here's my maintenance range um or here's you know kind of where i'm at where i'm I'm not losing weight or i'm not gaining weight not a perfect number there's more of a range around it what what were some of those ranges
0: for you since like give people a a point of reference you're a bigger guy you know 220 to 200 at times like where what's been the higher low calories you've been on
1: like my maintenance is typically around 25. Like right now, it's around 2500. I'm building that back up because I was on a little bit of a cut for a while. But um, if I'm doing like a pretty hard cut, I'll be, you know, 22, 23. Maintenance 24 to 26. 27, 28, I could start, you know, that's kind of the highest that I've been, but that's a lot of food. I mean, you get to the point where you're eating almost 27, 2800 calories. There's not much to complain about there, you know? Um, yeah, especially if you're eating
0: food. some real food in there, because yeah, yeah. the, the calories are dense. I used to
1: tell Danielle all the time, I'd be like, I can't eat that much. She's like, what do you mean? you like, yeah. I'm like, I can't, we were at 2750, I think, when I stopped um, When we after a year of nutrition. And I'm like, I can't do it. She's like, that's when the perfect bars came in. She's like, that were perfect bars, they're three, 340 calories, ton of healthy fats, You get your carbs some protein. And that's kind of, like, been the thing that helped me always get there, was that, you know, that perfect... Some people can't do it. It's, like, a lot of calories or it's too heavy for them. Um, But if you're trying to get 2,500 to 3,000, it's easy to throw one of those in, help you get there each day. And I love them. Yeah. I love them. That and the cups, like, uh, the peanut butter, chocolate peanut butter, um, Perfect Bar cups, every night I make sure I have one or two of those. Again, you know, that's a couple hundred calories real quick. I love chocolate and peanut butter, so the whole Perfect Bar family has been like a lifesaver for me.
2: I hate you. It's so not fair. This episode
0: is brought to you by
2: Perfect (laughs) Perfect Bar. Bar. Yeah, Yeah,
1: so good.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, Talk. Tell us more about the gaining weight. You mentioned Perfect Bar as a tip, but like, what struggles did you have with gaining weight, and what other tricks did you learn for gaining muscle? Because. It sounded like you start like once you gave some attention, you lost the weight pretty quickly and then your goal shifted to, okay, I'm at a pretty good goal weight, roughly two hundred pounds, but now yeah. I want to put on some muscle. I wanna yeah. look good, I wanna perform, right?
1: Yeah, that was the difference. First it was let's get the fat off, and then let's try to get the muscle on. Um, I've always taken kind of a slower but steady approach. I don't feel like anything in life or business that comes easy is 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 probably gonna end up being that good. So I take this slow approach with it. Um, you know, I wanted to get the weight off. I was very impatient. I mean, I remember you reached out to me and we talked a couple times. Like, I want to do extra work, I want to do extra work. You know, I want to put on the muscle now that I've got some of the fat off. Um, but like, for me it was, um, you know, like the protein and making sure I got enough of that. I always noticed, until I started tracking I realized that I was way heavier on carbs than protein. Like, mm. I think for me, like, I don't mind the pastas and the breads and all that. So it was really easy for me to get the carbs. And my carbs were just so much higher than my protein intake. Um, so just tracking in general helped me kind of figure that out. Um, but um, Yeah,
0: I like I like what you said about, like, slow and steady. And that was one thing I wanted to ask yeah. you about is, you know, you... We kind of evolve your story here you did about a year of nutrition coaching and then the last I think about six months now you've kind of been on your own um, you know a little bit more loosely but still progressing and you just passed 100 pounds of muscle the other day which is a huge milestone for you and you're at your you know one of your lowest body fat percentages you've ever been um, now from you know 17 and a half from your first scan down to around the 12% range so like can you talk a little bit about the difference between like being patient with something versus being complacent with something and not really moving the needle forward at all? Like, what made you think feel like in the last six months you've still been moving forward versus like, oh, I'm not putting in the effort to what Danielle was holding me accountable to?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe sustainability, um, finding something that kind of really, like, um, I do, I don't know, maybe I do more strength training. Like Corona's actually been pretty good for me, right? Some people during Corona have gained a lot of weight. Some people have worked out more. Like for me, the past seven or eight months, I've had a lot of extra time, right? Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of extra time to focus on my nutrition, um, doing some extra work and some extra strength training outside of what we do here at home. Mm -hmm. I've got a full rig and full set of weights and everything set up at home as well. So, you know, um, that's been really good to have all that at home and to have all the right equipment. Um, but for me, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've just,
0: um, you had brought up like the meal prep as an example. So you say you don't really meal prep the same. So what does that look like now? Is that just you throwing something together on the spot? What does yeah, that look
1: like? I, I, you, you do it for long enough and you kind of know. Like I know if I'm in like a 22, 2300 calories and I'm in like a mini kind of a cut for a little while, I just know what I eat. I eat the same thousand nine hundred and fifty 950 to 1000 calories every morning. It's the same thing. What is that? Um, it's a pro, well, coffee. When I wake up in the morning, I have some coffee. I have a protein shake. I've actually just adjusted it a little bit because mm-hmm. I was talking to Scott Dixon about it and I realized that after I work out, I was ingesting way too much protein at one time and I was probably wasting some of it. So I, I used to have a double scoop of protein after, and now I do one before. I do one after. I have egg whites, um, you know, uh, um, English muffin, put some honey on it. Like my, my first, thousand, 100, first thousand calories, 100 grams of carbs, 70 or 80 grams of protein, 30 or so grams of fat every day, it's all the same. Like I have it all on a nap. I move it over from one day to the next. It, it almost never changes. It's pretty much consistent all the time. Um, and it's easy for tracking, because I can just click on it, copy, move it over. And, and that's always the same. Then my lunches really depend. If I'm at maintenance or, or reversing or higher calories, um, I know I have pretty much my leftover dinner. So whatever I had from dinner the night before, some sort of pasta or rice, and some sort of meat, lean meat, chicken, uh, turkey, whatever. Uh, whatever I had for dinner the night before, I have that for lunch again, and I know I can have a full lunch. Um, you know, if I am if I have the calories, I'll have the perfect bar, or something for a snack. I have my dinner, but I know if I'm going to cut what I have to cut out and when I need to cut it out, and I don't really need to weigh it anymore. Um, I still track just because I'm a... It's just, you know, mm-hmm. a habit, and it's pretty easy for me now, especially since I, you know, almost... Half of my calories are pretty similar every day.
0: Um, Have you ever gone away from tracking?
1: I have. I've taken a couple breaks. Uh, You still have your streak?
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's like my streak cred. I can't get rid
1: of it. you got to be like 11, 1200 days by now. I mean, I I was like really hinging on that. And then I was like, okay, I got to let go of that a little bit so when i take vacations with the family and things like that i'll stop um and i don't really worry about that like i also don't diet hard before i go into a vacation Mm -hmm. in fact i eat more and i try to get my calories up so i don't like strip them down i'm in a deficit then i go on vacation and my body wants to store it all so i work really hard at reversing my calories up um, going into a vacation. Okay,
2: I'm really proud of you for saying that because you are very resistant about reversing at yeah. all in general, and I think that's been huge for putting on the muscle mass that you yeah. have. Is because I had to fight you over and over to get those calories back up, yeah. but it's been worth it, hasn't it? It's been worth it. That like yeah. you can't always live on low calories and you yeah. can still stay lean and eat a ton of food, yeah. huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I do, and. I mean, I think it's a little different when you get below, like the hardest part for me was getting 17, 16, 15, 14 into the thirteens. That was the hardest part. I feel like once you get down there, I mean, now, what are we talking about? You know, 1% body fat, 1% on a couple hundred pounds, we're only talking about a couple, you know, it's not much. So you literally strip off a few pounds at this point and a couple percentages are just gone, you know, three or four pounds of fat which you can do pretty quick, you know, if you're if you're disciplined and you're working hard and watching what you eat and not consuming a lot of alcohol and doing the right things, that comes pretty quick. And to now, I'm at a point where I don't have to worry about calorie deficits and starving myself. I'm eating a ton. I'm constantly adding calories back, and that's really helped me put the muscle on now because... Not worried about the fat much anymore you know I'm just worried about putting on the lean muscle mass and, and eating quite a bit. Yeah. So
2: from your first cut to your most recent cut do you feel like you've been able to lose weight on more calories since you've like started oh, yeah. reversing properly? Oh yeah
1: oh yeah I'm in a reverse right now I'm 25 2600 and I'm still losing weight um, you know and I'm eating over my calories and I'm still losing weight right now so you know maybe I need to be a little bit more aggressive and add some more but I use an app for that now and I just follow it I've just realized that I just follow it a, uh, um, a carbon app that I use and I listen to it because you're gonna have good weeks and you're gonna have bad weeks and you just can't freak out. You know, if all of a sudden one week you're holding more water and you're a little bit heavy, you can't just freak out and start starving yourself. I just be patient, I stick with it. And usually, you know, it works itself out over the next couple of weeks. And, um, you know, that's been pretty helpful for me. The other thing that's been really helpful, and we were talking about it before, is that I, I weigh myself every day at the same time. And I know some of this stuff sounds kind of OCD. But that is probably the single biggest thing that's helped me is I weigh myself at the same time every day. Right when I get out of bed, I take a leak, I weigh myself every day. (laughs) Boxers, that's it. Not wearing any, you know, same clothes, same process, same time. Here, wash those boxers. Every single time. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's not like I do it here in the morning or there in the evening or sometimes with more clothes on and sometimes with less or sometimes before the gym or after. Same thing every morning, wake up, go to the bathroom, weigh myself every day. And then I track it every day. I average it over the course of a week. Because, again, you know, you go out to eat on a Friday night and you have a bunch of food with – out at a restaurant with salt and this and that and it, and all of a sudden I'm four pounds heavier the next day. If my check-in is that next day, that's not an accurate weight, right. check-in. So I weigh myself every day, I take the average for a week and I plug that week in and track it. And that tells me if I've gained a half a pound over a week, okay, you know, if I've gained more, you know, and that's what it always is. It'll be some slight modification uh, uh, over a course of a week But that will tell me what I'm really doing. If I'm going down, if I'm going up, if I'm meeting you know, the goals that I've set for myself, so. Is it it
0: that seven day average that keeps you from kind of like freaking out too much? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: because otherwise you'd go out and have a couple drinks and some food out and you're like, oh my gosh, and everything's like, the next morning the world's gonna end and you can't be like that. So that gives me the kind of the patience to kind of see what I'm doing and then I can just make some adjustments. You know, like if I go, the Bahamas for a week, family vacation, more drinking, more eating out, more fried food, this and that. I end up putting on, you know, a couple pounds. Like, okay, I get it. You know, I see it. I still wait. Even when I go on vacation, I bring a scale with me. You know, <laughs> sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> but like, that's the thing that keeps me between the ditches is weighing myself every day at the same time, averaging it out. It's been the biggest help, um, you know, to keep me in check and not let things get out of control. Because That's what it is, you know. Like something kind of gets out of control, you take a couple of weeks, and you want to get back to the gym. You've been eating bad for a couple of weeks, you're going to keep eating bad. And the next thing you know, a month or two goes by. You put five to ten pounds back on, you probably put a ton of fat. It's not all just water, and now you've got a problem. Yeah. So, you know, I just try to really by weighing myself daily, averaging it, and keeping an eye on it, it helps me not let things get out of control. And I feel like I don't even need to. Um, really track. I could probably get away from it completely now, just by keeping, because by, I've spent so much t- not you know only because I've spent so much time weighing food, tracking food, knowing what I can eat, knowing when I can eat it, knowing how my body reacts to it. And you spend so much time, literally for years now, doing that, that I feel like I just know it so well that I could probably just weigh myself every day and be mm-hmm. good, and have a pretty good idea of where I'm at. Just from just from that, um, that's one habit I'll probably not get away from for a while. The tracking thing isn't really as big of a deal for me now, um, you know. But the weighing thing is what helps keep me honest.
0: Yeah, Danielle, can you talk a little bit about the reverse the reverse dieting? Just kind of the theory behind that. Um, yeah people understand a little bit better you guys have mentioned a few times
2: so people typically are pretty good at cutting weight you can always take away calories and strip them or whatever but most people forget the whole second half of that which is increasing those calories back up just as if you were taking them away losing weight you want to do the exact same thing um, once you've kind of hit your end goal so increasing that metabolism it's always going to adapt so when you're taking calories away going into a deficit to lose weight your body's gonna start to function on less calories it'll fu- function not as well but it'll adapt to that and only burn as much as it has to to survive on what it's eating so we want to increase that back up um, and that's usually what's forgotten. So just slow increases that get your metabolism back up to speed. So like when you mentioned going on vacation, if you can get your metabolism at its peak before you go to that, then it's gonna be using all those extra calories a lot better and more efficient than it would if you went from eating 1300 calories a day to 2300 it's going to cause a lot of damage you're going to put on a lot of fat because your body isn't using all of that energy like it once was so if you can slowly but surely increase your calories back up then you'll be able to eat a lot more function a lot better and um, still maintain that lean body weight yeah so
0: is it just i was just gonna say is it is it the speed of the the way you incrementally increase it that keeps you because it sounds like When you're decreasing it, you're doing it with the goal to lose weight. But when you're increasing it, you're actually doing it with the goal of sustaining weight while getting the calories up.
2: Right. So like what we would do and what we've done with Colton is just slow super small increases so like 200 calories at a time maybe 300 since he's a bigger guy less for like smaller girls um, and smaller people but your weight will fluctuate maybe spike a little bit watch that trend come back down stabilize if it stabilizes and you'll want to do the exact same thing again go up kind of push that metabolism let it catch up stabilize again and then you want to keep doing that until you started to gain weight and then you know that you've kind of found your maintenance and you can dial it back to where you're staying and oftentimes i'll see people who are over dieted as we start to reverse calories they lose weight even quicker because they've been surviving on less calories for so long that their body is like so ready for those calories and continues Mm -hmm. to get even better so
1: danielle i remember she used to always ask me how do you feel how's your energy how's your hunger levels and I'm always like uh, but I knew she was always trying to check in with me and be like are we ready to take on more you know and and I'd be like oh man I'm energy's eh, I'm just starving and she'd know to add some and sometimes I feel like I kind of pushed you into that sometimes she was a little bit more resistant like no let's give it another week or two at that level because you jump it up too quick like she said you know you'll start easily start putting on the waiter piling it on a little bit but I was always that was conversations many months with us how do you feel how is your energy level how is your hunger you know and when I'm just like I'm just starving I need more then we would add a little bit mm-hmm. and I think we got up to 2750 2800 at one point and that's when I started you could put I put on a couple more pounds you know mm-hmm. over a couple weeks than i wanted to and it was like okay we're a little bit past it um <laughs> a little bit past it we <laughs> um, need to kind of woe it back a little bit but you know when you do that and you do a big you do a cut and then you want to start reverse dieting back up your maintenance will change a little right like depending on how long you've been in it so if you've been in a deficit for a while you know if my maintenance was 24 to 2600 call it 25 Maybe now it's 23 to 2500 and it went down a little bit. So, you know, when you come out of that, you want to try to go back up, find your maintenance again, and maybe a little bit lower, depending on how long you've been cutting for. And then again, like she said, slowly start introducing more calories and see how your body reacts. But that's why the weighing and the averaging is so big, because that's kind of what lets me know when I'm ready. Like, I'm adding more, I'm losing weight again right now. I know I'm ready to start adding it. I'm hungry again. Energy's okay, I'm hungry again. Um, I'm losing weight. I'm not trying to lose weight anymore, that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm ready to add some. And yeah. if you, not, it's not a hard conversation for myself to add more calories, you know. It's I feel like that's
2: scary do. for a lot of people though, to like yeah. have to go in and add calories, but with you weighing yourself every day, you can yeah. kind of Talk yourself off that ledge to yeah. keep them low for well, sure i'm all about it
1: i mean i'm losing weight i'm add calories i want to add muscle so i want to eat more so you know yeah it's easy for me but i can understand I, I, the weight thing i don't want to get have this taken the wrong way like it's, the weight's not a big deal, what I weigh. I don't care if I weigh 205 or 195 right now. I just do the weight because it helps, it's, it's a check and balance for me. It helps me understand myself and what I'm doing. But I don't want to get carried away. It's not about the weight. Um, now, I've been up into the 230s. Um, right after I came back from New Year's, New Year's this year, all first quarter of this year, right before kind of the whole corona mess, um i was on a pretty good cut and i got down to high 180s. so i've been at 189 188 was my lowest and i'm back up to about 200 201 right now so you know i've been through it um and it's not about being 189 or 201 i don't see myself being 230 again Mm -hmm. um but 205 200 is you know is not a big deal it's kind of found my weight now I know I'm like a low 200 kind of guy and I'm trying to add some muscle and if I put on three or four more pounds of muscle and get to 205 I'm good with that um, you know, I just want to make sure I don't put the fat out
0: yeah yeah it sounds like you're like a well-oiled machine now like yeah. I think a lot of people would hear like how many calories you're taking in what you're having for breakfast and obviously you're, you're a bigger guy taller than most but they'd be like oh I can't eat that I'd gain weight And they probably couldn't. Like, your 230-pound self, even though you weighed more, probably couldn't eat that the same way and take it in. And you've just, because of the muscle you have, because of your activity levels, because you know yourself, and you've done it incrementally, your body just, like, takes these calories and just uses them. Yeah. And it's pretty cool to see that.
1: I think I'll be over 3,000 calories within probably by early next year. Because I'm not at a point where I'm trying to really cut now. I'm still just going to keep adding I'll probably be reversing up through the holidays and into early next year. And I'd be surprised if I wasn't over 3000 calories, you know, within three or four months. And that's, I mean, that is a little scary cause it's like, okay, wow, that's a lot. Um, and, uh, but you know, there's ways to do it and I'll get it in, um, and just make sure that they're healthy calories, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: Nice. Well, I think it's going to be useful for a lot of people, Colton, Is there anything else that you guys want to add that you can think of? That's
2: good. All
0: right. Well thanks for joining us, Colin. Thanks for joining us at home. See you on the next one.
2: Thanks.